What's up guys? So I threw a meme up on Instagram and Facebook about using scripts and some people took it the wrong way. So let me clear this up and tell you exactly what I mean coming up on this episode of the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. When it comes to a manufactured script that's handed down to an office person or a technician in the field, I really disagree with that. Okay. We had a dispatcher. Let me tell you a quick story. This is going to be a short podcast. We had a dispatcher that worked for us for, for many years and she was good at her job, really good at her job with the customers, right? I mean, everybody, everybody harps on the dispatcher and kind of gives them the gears and stuff because they're like, Hey, can you, can you slide over to this place on your way home? <laughs> Even though it's like an hour away, we all give the dispatcher the gears. Okay, it's, it's a hard job. It is because you gotta, you gotta manage egos and people and, and, and customers. She had an amazing ability to bond with people over the phone. She had never met these customers, but she was making friends with them because she actually cared, right? She's like, Hey, how's the family? How are you? And you could hear her laughing and having five minute conversations with these people while the other phones are ringing but you know what? That added, that added value, right? And you know it's not disingenuous when you're sitting in the other room and you can hear the tone of her voice and you can hear the fact that she's laughing and smiling and enjoying the conversation. That is what you call natural rapport. That is called building up um, a relationship in a natural way. Nobody gave her a script and told her how to, how to interact with these customers. That is the best way to do that from an office perspective, is learn how to be a human being, learn how to think for yourself, learn how to, um, ask people how they're doing. You don't need a script for this. You just have to be a good human being. All right. Now, when it comes to, when it comes to scripts for techs in the field, again, I disagree with it because let's say the script has like eight steps and you get to step five and it doesn't work out and the customer's pissed off, but you're not a self thinker. You're not technically sound. Oh, what do I do? The script says I got to go to this step. So you're sort of trained in a robotic way, right? Um, I don't agree with that. I think creating a technically sound individual tech out in the field that knows the industry, knows the equipment, um, is well-trained. That is the best way you're going to sell anything. Selling through education. Because now that tech, if they diagnose a problem, and they can speak technically about the problem to the customer. The customer, most times when you talk, if you ever talk to a customer and you use very, very technical terms, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of times they don't get it, but they're, if you look at their face, they're impressed by, by the way you speak. Now you can speak in technical terms and then you can dumb it down for the customer. I don't mean like dumb it down because they're dumb. I just mean make it less technical after you tell them, Hey, listen, this is what it is, but I'll explain it in a way you can understand. Right. Um, I mean, I don't think you need a script for that. You just need to understand how to interact with a human being. Right. And if you know your job well, and you can relay this technical information to the customer and provide a solution that removes their pain, guess what? You have done your job. You've done your job without some sort of script that's handed to you that's written by somebody in the office and says, hey, use this for your interactions with your customers. I don't agree with that one bit. I think it's disingenuous. I think it can cause headaches along the way. 
like I, I mentioned, if you get to step whatever and, and you screw up, if we promote self-thinking, critically thinking, technically sound professionals out in the field, we have no need to put them in a sales meeting. We have no need to put them through sales training because education sells itself in, in, in more ways than you would imagine right? Educating the customer on what's wrong with their machinery, what's wrong with, with, um, what's wrong with, with why it happened. Like for instance, root causes change. Uh, you go out, you see a dead ECM motor. Okay. You rectify it by changing it. Now, instead of going and saying, Hey, well, we have these new Wi-Fi thermostats. Would you like one? Uh, let's take you through the sales process to sell you a new Wi-Fi thermostat. Well, how about this? How about understand, how about understanding why the motor may have failed? There's, there's reasons why ECMs fail. I've talked to techs or seen techs comment actually in Florida that could be due to moisture, but there's also a lot of, um, a lot of data that, that suggests that high static pressure in a system will cause early ECM failure. So when you change that motor, how many, how many techs that are changing that motor that go through these sales meetings are taught and trained to check the external static pressure of the system to find out how high it is. Okay. You find out how high it is. If it's higher than, than what the ECM wants or, or can handle, then that could be the cause of the failure. That is the root problem. Finding the root problem, showing the customer, providing them data now, to back up your claim, okay, and saying, hey, you have some ductwork issues. There's ways that we can resolve this. Um, here are your options. We can change some of this duct. We can go back to a full redesign. I'm, most customers are not going to do this. Recently, I've experimented with uh, booster fans. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the booster fan I experimented with in my house is got like a little prop fan on it and it's rattling around like no one's business. It's got a lot of vibration on it. So I'm going to be pulling that one out and putting in a better fan that's got some speed control on it and probably wiring it into some sort of control system where I can, um, it only runs when the blower's on or, or, you know, some, something along those lines. But these are the kinds of things that they're not teaching in a, in a, in a sales meeting from, from the feedback I'm getting from other techs in the industry. Okay. Change that ECM motor, find out why it failed. If it's due to static pressure, high static pressure in the system. Now we got to figure out how we can resolve that issue. And you only know how to resolve that issue. If you actually have some good technical background or you apply some research and find out what the problem is or why it's happening. Right. Um, a sales tech is not going to know this stuff. And, and this is my, this is my issue with the scripts. It seems that the scripts are generating robotic manufactured sales techs that go in and use this system all the time. And, and it just seems like robotic and there's no critical thinking. There's no self thinking and there's no real technical in-depth technical knowledge of what's going on. Okay. I may have mentioned this on the last podcast when I talked about ethical sales, but I've been selling HVAC for years and I haven't felt once like I was selling it. Not once because you find the solution or you find the problem, sorry, and then you recommend the solution. And when that solution works, the customer's happy. All right. We don't need to, I know, I know one, um, I just thought of this now. I know one business owner, when I first started in the trade, uh, there was a bunch of unit heaters in a, in a warehouse 
And if one thermocouple back then it was thermocouples and unit heaters, if one thermocouple was bad, he'd be telling techs, okay, don't just change one thermocouple, change them all. I mean, that's not really an ethical way to do business. Checking them all is an ethical way to do business, but not replacing them all just because one is bad. One thing I do believe in are checklists. I think checklists are amazing to help prevent issues going down the road. Like for instance, if you send a tech to a service call and they're new, uh, a checklist on how to approach the service call so we don't miss things. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen techs miss dead blower motors or motors going in reverse because the system's frozen up. They, they totally miss it. They think there's a leak. They shut down the system and leak check, can't find one, but it's a blower motor issue. Uh, checklist to avoid these problems. So if we can create a checklist that a tech can follow on a site that's, that's a new tech, I totally agree with that because then at the end of that checklist, now that they have a better indication of what's actually wrong with the system and they can tell the, the, the customer with, with a lot of, uh, I guess, confidence that that's what is wrong right? Because if a tech just shuts down the system, doesn't check the blower motor or the filter or anything like that before they start leak checking, they're super unsure what's going on. And I used to, I used to be in this boat as a new tech. I would pace back and forth at the supplier wondering if the part I was buying was actually going to fix the problem. That's not a good place to be. So a checklist to, to ensure the technician or the apprentice is checking the right things to move them along the troubleshooting process is something that I highly agree with. And once you get to the end of that checklist and you have a better indication what the problem is, you can confidently relay that to the customer. Hey, this is what I found. This is what's causing it. Let's fix this up and we can move on. And one thing that should be at the end of that checklist is, hey, listen, once I replace this part, once I replace this part, we need to figure out if there's anything else wrong because I put my foot in my mouth before by doing this. And this is where technical uh, knowledge and experience comes in is that if you replace something, something else might not be working. And then if you go to the customer, yeah, this is what's going to fix it and you replace it and there's something else wrong down the line that you couldn't really check, um, then that's not a good thing. So part of that checklist at the end, replace the, the faulty part, but then more inspections are needed to make sure there's nothing else wrong. Like I mentioned, static pressure, or like I mentioned, if you, if you change a compressor, Hey, listen, we need to find out what potentially killed the press com compressor. It could be, it could be a faulty TX valve, right? How ironic that I said that. Um, it could be that it could be, it could be something else going on in the system, some airflow issues, some some, some, some duct work issues that ca cause that compressor to fail. Um, but until we start that machine up, we might not know what that problem is. So there's, there's always root cause identification. I guess I just made that up right now. I think that's a good way to describe it. Root cause identification after you fix the, the initial issue to find out what may have caused that issue. And I think that should be part of a checklist. But again, when it comes to a, a script, on how to speak to a customer. Um, no, I, I don't really agree with it. I think we should be teaching people to have a, create a natural rapport w with another human being, as I said, with, with my dispatcher. 
how she created that natural rapport and how it added value to the company because when they called, they would ask for her or if she didn't answer the phone, they would ask for her because they knew that they were going to get a, a well-received, happy, positive conversation. And nobody taught her that. That's just the way she was, right? And if we can all learn how to be that way with our customers, you don't need a script. Learn how to interact with a human being, learn the technical side of the business really, really well. And, and that's all you need, guys. That's, that's my, that's my opinion. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, guys, stay safe. Happy HVACing. I'm out.